Court of Capes, where your favorite judges discuss ranked and rate ranked rate and rank hero content, live action, animation, and anime, which we are on now. A new show, new to us. I mean, new to me. Honestly, I had very. I the only thing I had ever seen of the show was a trailer, a, a short trailer, and the front cover, and that was about it. Nice. Hmm. Yeah, before this show. Um, turns out JC had seen a few episodes, but Curtis is the one who chose this show because we had a little bit of a turnaround on me. I was left out of the loop, which is totally cool. because There was some wheeling and dealing. <laughs> wheeling and dealing. Because <laughs> we are watching Overlord, a very interesting show for sure. And we're going to get into some, into some depth about this show. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know where this discussion is going to go because this is probably one of the more different shows that we're reviewing on the podcast. Um, but I'm very interested interested to see what you guys have to say. What I mean, what I have to say about this. There might be some things that come out. Who knows? But before we do that, let me introduce myself and my fellow judges. I am the, let's go with the Scarlet Wizard and Kingslayer, Judge Shelton. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we have your basic average girl and chaos bringer, Judge Brown. Time to be some venture bros. Oh. <laughs> Something like that. We have the showman, the conqueror. Like that, that title goes well with this. Mm. Judge Cooper. My name is Anzugo. Anzugo, <laughs> and you tell everybody. Welcome to the Bone Zone, where we're going to talk about some bones today, boys. Oh, the Bone Zone. Oh, gosh. All right, so we are reviewing episodes one through seven. This discussion is going to go, I feel like, in in just, like, a new direction, and I'm kind of open for it, because as I mentioned before the podcast started to you guys, like, that this show is probably one of the more difficult ones to review the, the usual way that I review shows or the way that I like put hot points down and stuff like that but I feel like the show is just kind of going to go in a line just like the story portrays it as like well Josh let the viewers know how the sausage is made how do you typically review shows how I typically review shows is well usually it uh, the first episode is usually different than any episode because I usually think of the art style the music the characters all of those things. But there's usually, like, an introduction in new characters. And a lot of the times there'll be a whole story po- or a whole story with multiple points within that story that's very interesting um, that, that happens within each episode, like, as episodes. But honestly, this, sh- this show takes a very linear approach. And just, so far. F- yes, so f- you're right, so far. A very linear approach of where this character is going and what's doing. And the story is continuing. However, be honest, it is a slight slow burn. How, they're, but, they're, but they keep mystery, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Like, the premise of the show, I feel like, is what carries the show. Um, but yeah, so the I way... always endeavor to do so. Oh, oh goodness. What did JC just say? Um, I was talking I didn't say I was, I was Sorry about that. I was talking about watch. Um... <laughs> But yeah, so I, I'm usually able to 
see a moment and like discuss that moment and capture it and use that as a hot point. But I feel like it was a little tougher to do that. So I'm going to be throwing points at you guys. You're going to be throwing points, but we're going to see how this is going to go. Um, because honestly, I have, I have three episodes <laughs> of this show that I'm that, leading the discussion on. That's a lot of sods, my dude. <laughs> yeah, for real. I have three episodes <laughs> that I'm leading discussion on this, on a show that I felt I had difficulty, um, reviewing. You got this. We believe yeah. in you. Yeah, we're gonna oh, we're yeah. gonna see where this is gonna go. This can go many ways. It is a more it is slightly a more mature show because honestly, so honestly, I'm gonna ask like JC's reaction. Yo, JC, what do you think about this? JC, mm, like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, some spicy content. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> some spicy content. Some interesting anime tropes that we see um, often, but. Um, also, this this touched my my gamer side a little bit. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah yeah, just a little bit. So I have dabbled a little bit in this type of game type. So it's really interesting to see that being portrayed the way it is. But are you guys ready to get into it? Let's do it. All right, let's dive right in. Let's dive right in. All right. So I honestly just want to start by setting the premise of this show. Like, basically, like, what happens for, like, for first-time listeners. Usually, I don't do this. Usually, we get into the hot points automatically. But I want to set the premise um, just in case someone hasn't seen the show. It's just like, hey, go watch this. And, I mean, the show the show spends a lot of time setting up its own world in the first, like, three or four episodes. Yes, a lot of time doing that. Um, but it, it is one of the most interesting things ever. So, but I, so I have some questions for you guys. Um, when just like to kind of discuss what's actually going on because there's so much mystery surrounding the situation. Um, but this guy is playing a game. It was a DMMORPG, so a multi like a dungeon like multiplayer um online game, role playing game. So you basically just create your own character, kind of like World of Warcraft, except basically like super VR. Yes, like, yeah, like, super VR, which, when, like, there's an actual connection to what you do in the game, how much time you spend, that applies to the real world. The way he was talking about it, that was really interesting. Like, these people were absolutely dedicated in an extreme sense. Oh, yeah, it was like a different life. Yeah, but... And, uh, it's, this is literally the same, uh, the same thing as that one Compossible episode where they went into the game. yeah. Yeah, oh, I like that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. connections on the quarter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so but yeah, so I like that that confused me for a second because what happens is is he lit, um he's the only one left there. Like someone from his um from his clan um was there because the game was shutting down. Like the servers mm-hmm. were completely shutting down and if you guys if any of you were gamers in any way, after a game has been alive for a certain amount of time and they stop putting content out for it, the developers, and there's a lot, and there's a huge dip in um, in use and in players and all that stuff, after a while, they will shut the servers down. So there'll be no longer any online access to that game. And so he was there for the very last time, waiting... To pour out some cold ones. Yeah, basically. 
and he was just kind of taken. Um, I mean, he was already the leader of his entire guild, all of it. He, they all put blood, sweat, and tears into it. He was just kind of doing his own thing, enjoying, reminiscing on his, his last day. Um, he closes his eyes, uh, for the server to, like, to go down, and I guess for him to then enter the real world, um, and do his own thing. Um, but then he wakes up again, I don't understand this happens, and turns out, He's in the game. And the game has come to real life. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 but it's like, it was crazy. I was like, whoa, this is insane. And the, the year the year is insane because they brought up the year 2126. Um, that is future. Yeah. Yes. Far future. And then he said, like, there, and then 10 more years, I think, after that is when, like, all yeah. this is happening. Um. So, like, he wakes up and then turns out he's literally the leader, the actual leader of this guild because this entire world that he had spent hours and hours and days and years on had now come to life. Except and, it's also and, not that world, kind of. Yes. Yes. So it turns out it's not the exact world. However, some rules still apply. Very interesting. Yeah, because, like, his own magic still works. Yeah, but the way he casts it is different. Mm-hmm. It it was yeah. So, so yeah, that's just kind of it. And they end up in this place called Idrisil. They really have interesting names for everything. <laughs> like, are you? I hope you all re- are ready for the test for to oh, remember all of these names and all these terms. Yeah, I really <laughs> don't think I am at all. Like, I wrote some down, but I'm just like, oh goodness. I believe in us. Um, we've Igdr- we've never had a history of forgetting things on this podcast. Oh, no, not at all. I mean, Yggdrasil is at least easy because it's from mythology. Yep. Yeah, Thor. Yes, Thor. Um, and oh, and don't even get me started on the whole like when he actually explores the lore and everything that's going on in the map currently. Oh, oh my gosh, there was a lot to remember. <laughs> that was oh. how do you expect me? <laughs> Anyways, okay, so I guess my first hot point though we set up the premise and was having my first hot point, and I saw I I noticed this when um there was that time where those random players showed up at his like. Um, where he was staying or whatever, and he takes them all out. At they they show up at his swag palace. Yes, and he takes them all out in like one blow. Um, but I noticed like differences in the players because I played some MMO RPGs, and I thought it was really cool at first when I was seeing this for the first time that they had like obvious MMO RPG characters like tank, soldier, mage, hunter, healer. Yeah all that stuff. So I was like, oh, that's really cool to see that they're like sticking to that kind of thing. And it was obvious that that was the case. So that was my very first hot point. My second one was that Momonga is like quite the character. I I was just <laughs> like, what is going on? This guy this guy is really interesting. Um, how old do you think he is? Mm. That's a good question. I don't know. I want. I'm gonna guess 28. Yeah, I'm. He's got to be in his 20s. Yeah, I would. Th- I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I think he's got to like, be in his 20s. Because like he sounds like he's been working for a while, and he's been working long enough to realize how meaningless life is. <laughs> that's yeah. that's some late 20s stuff right there. Yeah, nice. Sounds about right. 
Um, so like, yeah, so it was just really interesting seeing him as the care as like who he had become, and then this new voice too. So like, <laughs> right. they they go back and forth between that voice and like his thinking voice, and then sometimes he thinks in his new voice. Yep. So like, that that's really interesting that they do that. Um, but then my sec my next hot point is that Alberto is um. Oh my goodness! Oh, <laughs> Josh, I, I'm going to need your full-on long-term thoughts on Alberto here. Oh, uh, I'm I you know I I enjoy seeing her on screen. Um, I I feel like I feel like uh um uh, that they're they're using her as this trope where she's just constantly obsessed with him, which he wrote, which is really weird. Um. I, but I he do. was just screwing around. He was. He, he thought it was going to. Yeah. I, I okay. So like, I talking about like on a moral standpoint how this applies. Well, morally and in terms of like we've talked about anime tropes and fan service before. Yeah. Specifically with Akame Got Kill. Right. And yes. your mileage with that is definitely going to vary about like what you find cringy, what you feel like they explain well, and. I think that most of the stuff in Overlord, at least in terms of the really, like, quote-unquote, like, more pervy stuff, um, I think is played up for thoughtful laughs, as opposed to just, like, cheap laughs. Okay. Um, but there's definitely some, there's some cheapness mixed in there, too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you were in lockstep with Curious JC? I think so. I mean, there wasn't anything where I was... Where I felt like it took me out of the story, I guess. Yeah. yeah, I wasn't really clutching my pearls at all at any point. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There was there was the one moment where he said like he gave the third test to see if it was real, right? Well, yeah, yeah. There was, there was that. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness. Where, where you were like, all right, what what kind of what kind of person is uh, yeah is, is uh, Mamanga here? Yeah, Mamanga, who who you be, huh? <laughs> like, oh goodness. Um, so you know he's a he's a youngin, right? Like, yeah, he, uh, he's a little new to that game for sure. If you know what I mean, like Mamanga. <laughs> Dude's a virgin. Yeah. It, it, yep. Absolutely. Um, absolutely, and like, and like, there's basically just perpetuating that this guy's poured his blood, sweat, and tears into this game, and and nothing mm -hmm. else. I mean, he literally says like him and his like guild members like spent PTO time to like grind materials for this one item that he carries around. Yeah, that is extremely obsessive. A little bit. <laughs> Um, but then uh, my last top point was that I thought it was cool how diverse because at this moment we're then at the end of the episode introduced to the Guardians. And, the Floor uh, Guardians. Yes, and I thought it was really interesting to see them and I thought they were diverse mm -hmm. and just their look and stuff like that. So that was cool. That was my last hot point about this episode. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Shall we carry on to the next one? Well, first, I want to know, because oh. JC places a lot of value on how things begin and end. Yes. <laughs> yes. He, he kind of goes, goes to sleep in the middle. But J when he wakes up and he sees the ending, he's like, oh, that was a real good ending. JC, like that awful Omega, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. We have declared JC God. 
<laughs> oh gosh! <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so, so JC, what did you think of the opening of this here anime? I mean, I think that it is a strong premise, like was mentioned before, and it was mm-hmm. something that really drew me in. And I just wanted to see what else it has to offer. And I thought it did a good job of setting up a really, really interesting story. So I was pretty hooked. Cool. It did what it should have done, and I was happy. Yeah, I mean, I like, I like this first episode, too. And on this, this is the third time I've watched this specific episode. And I was thinking about, like, how... A lot of the lingo they use, they don't explain for, like, how MMOs work. Correct. So, like, a lot of people were probably real confused about what was going on. But, like, me having, like, put in a bunch of hours into, like, Final Fantasy XIV, the best MMO. Oh! uh, I I was kind of, like, putting myself in uh, Momonga's shoes where I was like, oh, man, it would really suck if this game were to just, like, get shuttered. True. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure there were definitely things that I missed, but I also felt like I pretty much understood what was being discussed at any given time. So they contextualized it well. Yeah. Okay. Um, But, uh, yeah, so. Interesting knowing how you felt, JC. We'll see how that continues into episode two. Yes, indeed. Um... So I okay, so it was a little weird because the the guardians show up at the end of episode one. They have their entrance and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And then at the episode two, they called floor guardians. They re they show their entrance again, but it's completely different. Yeah, like they think... yeah they they showed up at the same time, yeah. but then it was completely different. Like they had dialogue mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah, I noticed that too. I think it's. I think it's kind of the age-old, like, marketing tactic mm-hmm. for, like, shows and cartoons where, like, all right, we got to get as many people to watch this shit as possible. So in the beginning, we're going to exp- explain and re-explain as many things as possible, and the plot took a slight hit in the beginning of this episode just because, like, that timeline doesn't make any sense at all. Yeah. And I'm glad this is the only instance of them doing that, at mm-hmm. least from what I can remember. Yeah, um, but yeah, I feel like it was, it was a less, it was a less organic version of what my hero does every season, where like they literally re-explain everybody's abilities because they want as many people to watch yeah. as possible. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I feel like my I feel like my hero kind of sticks to the same story while this altered the story a bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Like um, it, it, like some of those characters were just not in the same place as they were in the previous episode. Yes, exactly. And then there was like dialogue and everything was going on. I was like, what in the world? This is completely different, but who cares? Like, let's see where it goes. Um, uh, honestly, uh, my first stop point was the absolute hilarious jab at Sheltier, if you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is an MA rated series. Yes. We, can, we yes. can't just necessarily wink at all the jokes. Honestly, it caught me a little off guard, though, at that moment. <laughs> that definitely caught me off guard. I was like, what in the world? Like, What about the stuffing comment? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I love it. Like, I love it thus far in the series. Like, The only reason Shalkir is on screen is to get absolutely roasted by somebody. Yeah, basically. It's kind of rough. Ah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just like, I want to see these people fight. Come on now. 
But that's why Shaltier is Josh's number one waifu so far. <laughs> Ooh, we got some takes, man. We got some takes. <laughs> um, Let me know when we're gonna when we're gonna step into the simp den. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel <laughs> like we're no, not simp. gonna step into the simp. I don't feel like we're gonna step into the simp den, honestly, till the last episode. Yeah, oh. yep. I will I will I have things in my episodes that occurred that we need to talk about. <laughs> wait let's see if her if she's in wait where is she i don't i don't know okay maybe maybe it's journey i don't remember yeah, I think it's, I yeah think it's okay journey. it is journey yes 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 it's journey okay that's one way all right anyways regardless. Up, yeah up to the next one uh hot point uh I was just writing that thing, but I thought again. So there's a ton of mystery surrounding this show, a ton of mystery, and I'm like, what's actually going on? Is there gonna be some huge twist? Is it gonna turn into something? Like, what's going on? I don't know, JC. Did you feel the same way that they're like on your first time watching that there was a ton of mystery surrounding the show that it could go absolutely anywhere? Oh yeah, I mean, I still feel that way because. Yeah. We don't really know what's going on. Yeah, we have the seventh episode. Yeah, we have no idea what's going on. So if you're interested in the premise in any way, like just a little bit, I feel like they do a great job in shrouding you in just mystery. Like, where is this going? What can happen next? Asking all these questions. Are there other players? Um, how does this work? Whatever. But I thought it was still super cool that they were proceeding this as an actual DMMORPG. Like the whole bit. The things that, the way he was accessing items, his own powers, all of it. Limiting himself, even though he was an extremely powerful character, um, but he was in a certain class, limiting his abilities in another class. Yep. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It tracks. Yeah. It tracks. That, yeah. That really tracks. And I was like, that's really cool that they're really um really sticking to the the dm uh, dmmo rpg just build and everything that goes on within it and i believe this is the first episode that we see his knight armor in can we just comment oh that that is so dope pretty sick oh man that is still my heart that is some good design. Yeah, that's really good design. He, oh man, that absolutely freaking awesome. And like the freaking red cloak, absolutely just puts it over the top. Yeah. Mm. Yes, really that's cool. it. Yeah, like honestly, we should have an armor rankings at some point. Ooh. I like that. I like that because we see some other dope armor later. Yeah, because we, I mean, we've come across so many armors, right? With with even Batman, the Batman, Iron Man, Armored yep. Adventures, just the whole deal. We've come across so many different armor types. Kim Possible, like, we gotta yeah. have an armor rankings. Oh, man. What was the uh, the armor called from uh, Akame? Oh. Which one? Waves Waves armor or Tatsumi's no, armor? No, Tatsumi's. Oh, from... Uh, oh, Incur- Incursio. Yeah, Incursio. Incursio. Yeah. That well, like, dope. Incursio upgraded when he, like, finally... Mm. Yes. Oh, now we're talking. That's now we're talking. That is some armor. We got Yeah, we got to have some armor rankings at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> My next hot point is absolutely ridiculous. JC, bro... This line, this this line by Shaltier. I mean, I had to. I absolutely had to because I had never heard anyone say anything like this in my entire life. Oh boy, 
But Shaltier literally said, his power was so intense, my underwear th- went through a small crisis. Who says that? <laughs> what in the freaking world? Oh my gosh. That's, is, uh, that's a statement. Yes. Is this the thirstiest show we have watched up to this point? Yeah, there is. Yes, absolutely. There is no character thirstier that's ever been on the Court of Capes. Because, <laughs> like, because, like, Shoutier was not programmed by Ainz to behave that Correct. way. Correct. This is all. She just wants it. Genuine, authentic, whatever you want to call it, because these are NPCs come to life. Don't know how it yep. goes. Don't know the ethics of that. Yeah. Um, but Momonga's been a good boy for the most part. Most part, yeah. I wonder how he ranks on the wholesome rankings. Oh, man. That's a good huh. question. How does he rank on the wholesome rankings? I mean, I feel like you have a small answer to that at the end of this episode. True. True. He can make the list. He definitely uh, goes through some growth. Yes, he does. Way more, way more in seven episodes than Tony Stark in the entire show. Dude. Is, this fair? <laughs> Is that fair? People wrote Tony. They tried. Tony's <laughs> gonna be catching strays until the end of time on this. Oh podcast. my gosh! <laughs> but Just... I mean, they they warned us. He was trapped in an endless game. Yeah. For yep. They, yep. The they song did. told him. The song told you. Like, he's <laughs> just going to get shot. And he's like, ah, I've been shot. And Ryan O'Brien's just like, it'd be like that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. He said that all the time. Ryan yeah. O'Brien turns to the camera. It'd be like that. Yeah, sometimes. it'd be like that <laughs> What you want me to do? <laughs> um, so, my next hot point is that these episodes are kind of slow. Like, we're literally just building brick yeah. by brick or, like, card by card because it's so slow. Um, at main, um, But it's really good at maintaining the mystery and keeping us um, mm. uh, interested. Yep. And I think it they answer just enough questions to keep us invested in the overall mystery. Yeah, they'll answer some questions and, like, okay, what about that? What about that? What about that? Like... Yeah. Where is this going? And yeah, there's tons of questions. And he'll he'll ask questions too, and you're like, oh shoot, that's a good question. Like, mm-hmm. um. But then my next one is, I thought it was a really really good ending, and I was kind of glad I took this app because I was interested for the most part, and I had so many questions on what this world was about and what actually was happening. And there were some good answers in this episode. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, like the, the tomb. All right. Pop quiz. What's the tomb called? Wait. Uh, oh, the, it starts with an N. I swear. Yep. 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 You all got this. I believe it. Uh, Nazarik. Yes. Yep. That's it. Nazarik. Let's go. JC. Heck yeah. <laughs> As Jesse Eisenberg once said in the best movie of all time. Um, Gross. Oh, uh, goodness. The Tomb of of Nazarene used to be in a swamp, but now it's not. Yeah. It's in a grassland, right? It's in a completely open grassland where they have no protection whatsoever. 
Interesting. Yep. In the middle of nowhere. Uh, All right. Here's a here, here's a tougher one. What's the butler's name? Wait. Oh. Um. 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 Albedo. Oh, Wait. No. Oh, the butler. No, it's butler. Uh, Sabus. Sabus. Yes. Oh Good dang job. it. Okay. Yeah. I knew that. You boys both get a gold star for that one. Thanks, man. <laughs> I like Sabus. Ooh. What you like about him? I don't know. Like, he seemed you very like straightforward. Vibe? Yeah. I okay. I love the vibe of a lot of the characters, other than the, like. They pledge their loyalty to him, but, like, I get these vibes mainly because it's anime, I guess, is that there's mm -hmm. always these characters that have such poise to them, uh, but you know they're, like, extremely powerful. Some mm. nobility to them. Yeah. So it's just, like, you know that Sebus is really powerful. You know he can throw hands. Yeah. And oh, it, yeah. It's, it's kind of the same way with um, Albedo, though. Like, like, Albedo got that, like... Uh, Got that big, you know, powerful queen type energy, you know, like yeah, she do. Like you like, know that this girl can fight. Yep. Like without a doubt, you know she can fight. I mean, she is in charge of all the guardians, right? Yep. Yeah. She's the floor manager or whatever they called her. Yeah. So she's like, she's literally in charge of all the guardians. So honestly, this whole time I've just been looking forward to seeing her power used at some point. But yeah, that's all I have to say about episode two. So we move to episode three, the Battle of Khan Village. Let's do it. JC. Okay. So I thought, first of all, that the cold open with a general was actually really good. I agree. Ooh. I agree Ooh. because it was it was a different it was like it was it did so well with the mystery, right? Because we're asking so many questions in one and two, and then all of a sudden we end up there, and you're like, wait, what is this? Like, mm -hmm. this is something so different. It was. I agree. Yeah. Because we, we finally got to dip a toe in the outside world. Yes. Yeah. So and it just adds I, more mystery. Good stuff. I had an inkling that you both would appreciate the general. I oh, was man. so mad that he didn't appear in any other episodes after four. Yeah, they took the story. But I think he's going to appear again. I think so. Yeah. You want to take a bet on that? Oh. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. It would just be between me and JC. <laughs> and I always bet against someone showing up again. I always bet against it. But we have four seasons. Well, then I bet that he'll show up again. No, JC, you can't do that. Because I, I totally did. think he's going to show up. No, no, no. Gosh dang it, Jason. <laughs> you got him again. No, I'm not taking the bet that he's not showing up again because his his whole story was it was so good and they did really well with it all and yeah. So uh, what title do I get? You ain't getting no title, man. <laughs> Calm down. Ain't no gosh. Oh man. But uh, I actually went back and rewatched the cold open after watching the end of the episode, after we kind of got a glimpse at the map. And I was like, whoa, they're talking about Erantel and, and the Holy Scriptures and all these different things. And I was like, yep. I know what they're talking about. You did yep, the smart is, thing, JC. So you understand the world. Of lore. <laughs> yeah, you understand the world so much better than me right now. <laughs> so, JC, what, what can you explain to us about how the world is set up politically? 
Well, what I remember is that, I mean, do you remember the names of the two other things besides like the Holy Scriptures? So there's Iran, and so there is the Riestes Empire. And their capital is Irantel, right? Correct. That is where Ainz is on the outskirts of that, or Mamanga at this point. Right. And, and they're, then, they're warring against another nation. The Baharut? Yes, Baharut. Baharut, yeah. Yeah. And so then there's they're then there, and, and then to the south is the slain theocracy. The slain theocracy, yes. And they're trying to make it look like the Baharut attacked the Erestes. Yes, at first. Yes. Yeah. And then at the end, they just kind of went crazy. But we're not there yet. Not there yet, fam. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, that's kind of the political spectrum that we're looking at. And I'm going to try really hard to remember those names for more than five minutes. Well, then I'll quiz you in five minutes. Good, good job, man. Good job, because I'm already lo- I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was cool seeing that uh, the general and the other guy talking and the general saying that, think about all those times where you wish that someone would swoop in and save you. Mm. We get to be that for other people right now. Yeah, become the hero. We're going to become the hero for that the village. Some, that was some great dialogue. So good. This guy could be a main character. He gave that energy. Mm. I wonder, is there any comparison in the past Court of Capes that gave such similar energy? They're mm. like, this should be like a main character, but they're only like once. Other than Jean Grey, I guess. Mm. Well, I mean, he was in two episodes, so I feel like are there any like minor characters that you thought should have appeared more? I mean, I think, I, it, it, I'm going to throw a page out there because she was not in enough episodes. Yeah. Yeah, but she was an absolute staple to the show, it felt like. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, but she was she was probably in, like, five of the 19 episodes. Really? Dang. Yep. She wasn't in much. Yeah, I guess I guess Paige would be it, but we Dang. gotta... We gotta see. We gotta I see wish the... I wish that we got more oh. Bumblebee dialogue. More Bumblebee dialogue. And, I mean, the obvious answer is Dave. Ooh. <laughs> Yes, yes. Imagine if Dave was the main antagonist of a whole season of that show. We would have liked the butt man. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, I get I, I don't know if you guys saw on Twitter I got into some beef with this this person on Twitter, this girl on Twitter, who was just saying that the top three Batman shows are Batman the Animated Series, The Batman, and uh the Bra- uh, Brave and the Bold. Yeah. Right? Yeah, if I remember this. Yes, and this I was just like I was like, I consider Batman Beyond to be a Batman show, and that definitely is better than the Batman. <laughs> and then like there was just tons of people like liking hers and liking mine, and it was just like and I was explaining reasons why Batman Beyond was better than the freaking mm-hmm. Batman. And I, I still stand by it. There's no way that Batman is better than Batman Beyond. Do you know this girl, Josh? Nope. Hmm. I need to know her. <laughs> are you talking about in a biblical sense or what <laughs> back to the episode oh my gosh bro no that that was like that was like the most interesting that's probably the most twitter like uh what is uh what is that word um curtis when like you're getting a lot of twitter exposure Beep? no when people oh, are like oh. when you're the like main viral character? 
No, when when people are like just like liking your stuff. Viral? No, like not viral. It's just like a lot of Twitter exposure? Hype? No, it's I like don't know when, word you're when, when like oh. a crowd is like walking through it, a lot of foot traffic. Trend? Boom. Trending. Oh. oh. A lot of foot traffic. It's the most foot traffic or like digital traffic I've uh, gotten in a long time. But yeah. Like Nice. Uh, but it was really interesting to have that conversation. Anyways, that's totally besides the point. The Batman would have been uh, way better probably if Dave was the main antagonist for a whole season. Yes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I was I was very happy with all of that. And yeah, so we have uh, Momonga kind of looking through his looking glass and seeing that this village is in trouble. And at first he's just like, huh, I'm not a human and I don't really care about humans anymore. So they all can just die. But then he remembers his friend and how hmm. his friend wanted him to always help those who are in need. And yes. he remembered when he himself needed help, and he got it. So he decided that he would, in fact, go and save this village, which was a very cool character-building moment. I like that a lot. Yes. It, it, it was an interesting thing. Honestly, I was a little taken aback because he's literally having this revelation as people are being slaughtered right in front of him. <laughs> like people are being slaughtered and and just like hacked right in front of him and he's having this moment like oh man my old friend he helped me when i was in need hmm and yeah, because, like, well, like this whole he moment he doesn't experience human physiological reactions anymore yeah yeah like he, he literally said like i would be throwing up right now if this was the real world yeah at, right. but it was like as a human as we're watching we're like what the freak like why what why aren't you going now yeah right but we we were watching these people being slaughtered while he was having his revelation yeah it's difficult for us to understand him because we don't really know what he is mentally, I guess. Yeah, and he throughout the show he tries to like um, express like thoughts that help us better understand this. Yeah, he's I mean, like, I think he. I think we're just meant to understand that outside of the game, he is the everyman. Yeah, yeah, just an average guy. Yeah, like a pencil pusher. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, so it's very cool to get those glimpses at his psyche, and I hope we get a lot more of that. Yeah, so uh, we then kind of fast forward to him being in the village and saving people. He saves a young woman and her little sister. Uh, We get to see a zombie warrior, which was pretty cool. The Death Knight! Oh, yes! Looked like a freaking Yu-Gi-Oh! character of sorts. We stand for some Death Knight. (laughs) He looked like uh, Summon Skull. Yes, he looked very... Well, I mean, like, he kind of looks like Summon Skull. Yeah. True. True. Yeah. Okay, JC, that's my head cannon. JC <laughs> is Ein Gone, a Yu-Gi-Oh player. Yeah, turns out Summon Skull <laughs> is just like this, um, this, I don't know, old Ein Gone after this entire show. Yeah. Some, somehow yep. he became a Yu-Gi-Oh card. That's what this is. This is a prequel to Yu-Gi-Oh. And this is how he became the Pharaoh. That's what Yu-Gi-Oh! is about, is who became the Pharaoh. Exactly. Pharaoh. <laughs> I didn't know you knew so much about it, Curtis. 
it, it, it's no big deal. You can treat me like just anybody else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just and a regular you, guy. All right. We, in a few t- days, in a few days, we can get some cards out. We've totally gone down this path for the past like ten minutes. All right. Well, what else you got <laughs> about amazing. this, Jason? Kind of amazing. Okay. So after that, uh, basically, Summon Skull defeats the entire army, and we get to see him getting some money, getting some knowledge being a very strategic individual, and I love watching his strategic mind work. It's very fun. It's a little Lelouch-esque. It's a little bit. It's not quite there yet. But I mean, he's not that smart, but it's he's not, a He's not that smart. It is. It definitely is. But he's also not being faced with any of the same types of challenges yet as Lelouch. Exactly. So we don't really know what he's capable of. And, and I mean, we know, we know he's got to be at least a little smart because he ran a successful guild. Yeah, and no other players could touch it. Yeah, I love that line in the first episode where like, yeah, like uh, the, one, the one player made these battle maids to like guard the throne room, but nobody ever got that far. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So yeah, um, he's very fun to watch. And overall, this was a fun episode. And I liked, I liked that the general showed up at the end. And yeah, that's pretty much all my thoughts. Hmm. Josh, do you have anything to add? Um, no. Well, no. I just, uh, I, again, thought it was interesting that um, they're staying true to the video game story world even more so. Um, so that's like, that's now like a staple like you know like at the point this is the case so there's still so much mystery um honestly it would be the absolute coolest to be in his situation Ooh. it'd be right? pretty sweet like that would be the absolute coolest he's at this point where he's already the ruler of this uh, just in t- this entire kingdom he's like max level yes he's max leveled in his class he has this staff to where he can literally enter and fight as other classes. Basically do whatever he wants. And there's this whole thing to explore. I mean, it, it's crazy. But And, he and all that up. power at his fingertips in a whole unknown <clears throat> world now. So using strategy, tactics, how are we going to move forward? Like, it would just like, it would just like, if I was in this, it would... It would challenge me on so many different levels. I'd love it. But you couldn't fall in love, and you couldn't enjoy food, and you couldn't enjoy sleep. That's true. Well, I mean, you don't have to do those things at all. Like, they're just not. And he theoretically could never go back to his old life and see his old friends and family. Yeah, no, that's, that's, well, actually, he well, said he, he had no friends. Yeah, he had no friends. He dedicated <laughs> his entire life to the game. The only friends he had were oh. in the game. That's right. So I forgot about that. Quote unquote fallen comrades were just guys who left the game. That's right. Who he had never oh. met in person. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, never mind then. <laughs> IRL. Yeah. So that that was about that was about it. I I liked it. Just like that's what I was saying is um I thought it would be the freaking coolest. The strategizing you'd have to do, the powering up aspect of it as well. Um, even though I don't know if he can go any more, become more powerful because he has one of the most powerful items in the entire game, and he's at max level. It seemed like of his uh, of his class. Oh yeah, yeah. 
So, and using the magic. So all of it would be really cool. I mean, could he not use some sort of magic spell to put himself some sleep to get some rest? Possibly. I mean, can't you? There's, there's probably some random magic spells to literally do anything. Maybe. Dang. I mean... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that just seemed how it is. I mean, he reaches into some sort of portal like his inventory bag or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, to access anything. So I think that the it, it almost, at this point, there are no bounds to his magic. He kind of thinks there is, but it doesn't seem like there actually is. Um, I mean, he really doesn't know, probably, because new yeah. world, new mechanics. Yeah. So he's taking it really slow, though. I would have, I would have probably moved a little faster than he did. But, yeah. Um, shall we move on to episode four, Ruler of Death? Let's do it. What a cool name for an episode. Yeah, it is a really cool name for an interesting episode. Um. So, I. Thought it was really cool how now he's established himself as a magic caster. So, like, now he's, like, calling himself a magic caster. And that this is a very rare thing, except she knew that there was one other magic caster. So, I thought that was really interesting. Now, stepping into the realm outside of humanity. Because we see the Guardians. We see him. He's currently a magic caster. And then we see humans. Yep. And that's it. And so now we're stepping into the realm that are there other possible magic casters as a class or like stuff like that. And then that gets me thinking, are there other players? Which I'm sure both of us or all of us were thinking like, mm -hmm. are there other players actually in this game? That are at Mamanga's level. Yes, that are at Mamanga's level or not even at his level, just some people who are playing and like seeing how this works and so that's what i was thinking about my head really started to think about that um next thing is that i thought the fighting in this show or at least this episode was really cool the magic yeah. the melee combat all of it oh. really good the sword. very well choreographed good yes. sword sir guys have strung off fantastic <sighs> what a beast yeah. Yes, he he like I was honestly I thought he was gonna get decimated. I thought it was just gonna be like all those people running against those magic casters, like this really powerful group of um people who are summoning angels or whatever, and that they would go in there and get completely decimated. Mm, yeah. That's what I thought, and I thought he would too. I thought he like especially when he hit the the first angel with his sword, and the sword and the angel kind of like. Was able Pushed to it keep, back yeah, out. Exactly, was to kind of repel it. And I was like, okay, this guy's done. Like, this was cool. Yeah. It was really cool to see that. He has a lot of guts, a lot of courage. This guy's going to die in glory. It is what it is. Um, then turns out he turn, like, turns into like a legit awesome fighter. <laughs> He's just like, well, let me actually try now. Yes, and <laughs> like announcing his moves as if it was a video game. Like as if you were picking which move you were using. Adds to the fun MMO gaminess of it. Exactly. But he was previously an NPC, so that's really interesting that that happens with someone like him. Um, and then my next top point is just absolutely amazing seeing more of Sir Ein's power. Just, like, 
what he used on the apparently most powerful angel they had. Just literally sent it into a black hole easily. Without breaking a sweat. He clowned Without, him. Yes, absolutely. Is like, okay, that's cool to see his power, but honestly, it was like when Hulk fought Thanos. Just just let me play around. Rex. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's what happened. But um, he was cautious. Yeah, no, he was. He was cautious, and he's just like, and he's always kind of underestimating, like, not underestimating, his, his own power. He's like, this could be, like, there could be people more powerful than me. Which I get is a very smart way of thinking. Would I yeah, have I if I... Say, I'm, sure, I'm sure JC appreciated his strategy here. Yeah. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Um, and I thought the, the, the moment that he took that uh, last magic user down when he was like quoting what he said, um, to Sir Gazef was really, I was like cold cut down. Wow. I actually like that term, a cold cut down. Anyways. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, it was just an action packed episode. Got to see a lot of fight, increased our love for Sir Gazef and, uh, Gossip and just saw more of um, Mamanga or Sir Ains Ungon's power. It's great. Super fun episode. Definitely one of the highlights of this batch for me. Yep. It was really fun. I want to see more action like this. Also, I loved that reveal where the item that he gave Gazif was like a teleportation item. Yeah. Uh, well, it was something. Like, yeah. Yeah. And like. It, basically, you just blink. Yeah. And suddenly it's eyes on the field. And you're like, oh, shoot. Yeah. He's like, I think <laughs> it's about time we switch. Yeah. Oh, so good. And then he's That's like, fun. what? And then, like, he reacts. He's like, what? And then, boom. There he was. There he, he was. Completely switched. All right. I need to ask you all what you think of Albedo's armor. Pretty good. I like it a lot. It was yeah. very practical. Like it was, it felt, it felt like it would it would you know do her well in battle. I didn't yeah, know. like it's not it, it's not the usual dumb lady armor. Nope. Rue, what? I don't know. I feel like I've seen armor similar to it. I don't know why I'm going to Kogios. Um, no. Hmm. I don't know. But yeah, you're right. It's very practical. And she looks intimidating. AF. Yep. Yeah, I feel like the horns already do that, though. I love that she has special, like, compartments in the armor for the horns. Oh, yeah. true, yeah. But yeah, that's all I had on this episode. A oh. very fun one. Oh, shall we go to episode five? Two Ventures. Ventures. Okay, I believe that is me. Take us on an adventure, Jason. What's that? Take us on an adventure. Ah, yes. Is it adventure time? Oh, oh let's that. grab our friends. <laughs> it's got a very we'll distant land. Two very distant <laughs> Okay, let's go. So, here we kind of get to see uh, Lord Ein's. Going forth and doing a little bit more reconnaissance, learning about 
what world did he step into? And he decides that he's going to become an adventurer with his friend slash uh, uh, guardian. What's her name? Does anyone remember? <laughs> I'm feeling Narborough. Huh? Narborough. Yeah. Yeah. Her. So they're kind of going off and they are the two adventurers. And they are going to rise through the ranks and they are going to uh, become uh, as skilled as possible so they can get knowledge. And that's kind of the plan right now. But they very quickly are shot down and they're like, you're a bronze plate. You can't do squat. <laughs> yeah. That, that was really interesting. I got strong like fairy tale vibes from that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Maybe even like uh, the Shrek world a little bit. <laughs> that's true yes and just like how everything's working together and like going out and adventuring yeah mm-hmm. kind of yeah so uh we get to see Ainz get into a fight with some guys at this establishment and then he knocks over a girl's potion that she had sacrificed long and hard to get and he just kind of like whips out some low-level healing potion that he doesn't care about. He's like, "Here, take this." And she's like, "Whoa, this is crazy! It's red. I've, I've yeah. never seen a red potion in my life." Yeah, yeah, that was really interesting reaction. I thought it was all a stunt, though. For oh, for... same. Yeah, I thought it was, I honestly thought this was just an entire stunt for him to get, uh, I don't know, conned of some sort. Yeah, I was like, what? what is she pulling? What is this? Yeah, what is she doing? Yeah. But it seems to be pretty real, as yeah. far as we know. Yeah, as far as we know, it seems to be legit. So, uh, yeah. So we learn later on in the episode that red potion equals pure magic that's not distilled and lost. And so, processed. Yeah, it's not, it's not been processed. So... They haven't seen anything like that in a long, long time in this world. So that's pretty cool. Like, that's a cool mechanic to, to have going on. Mm-hmm. I like that a lot. And we learn a little bit about talent holders. Uh, would one of you be able to d- describe talent holders better than I? <laughs> no, not really. It's kind of like... A special ability? Yeah, literally. It's like it's basically like usually in video games, talents are separated from magic, but they usually draw from the same bar, magic points. Talents are basically magic for people who can't use magic. Kind of like uh, Gazif was using a bunch of talents all at once, right? When he was fighting all those goons. Yeah, makes sense to me. So. So yeah, so that, was, that was pretty cool. Uh, and we got to see that uh, I think it's the pharmacist can use the pharmacist guy can use any magical item. Correct. By yep. just picking it up. Yes. What's and... his name, Josh? What? What is the pharmacist's name? Bro, I wish I've been thinking about that this whole time, man. <laughs> I I don't remember at all. I think I I think I might have wrote his name down, but I nope. I nef, inferi, inferior. 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 Yeah, inferior is his name. With with starting with the consonant itself, literally, it's just in p 
P-H-E-R-I-A, Inferia. Huh. I was yeah. going to say, I think it started with an I. Nope. <laughs> and you can you can remember that because he has a massive inferiority complex. Yes, he does. Uh... Who is he? He's strong? What? <laughs> he don't steal I... my girl. Don't steal uh... my girl! <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. But, uh... Yeah, so we got that going on. And then the other adventuring kid, he had a talent as well. The scout? Yeah. Yeah, that was basically his talent to where he could scout out anything, right? He could hear, smell, see things within miles of them. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah. And Lord Ines decides to go by Momon. Momon the Adventurer. Yeah, it's his new persona. He just kind of changes his name every couple episodes. Yeah, I don't, I don't understand why he wanted to keep it. Uh, I, well, I guess okay. First of all, he changed his he changed his episode his, his title within um, Idrisil, or or um, Nazarik. Nazarik. Nazarik changed mm-hmm. his name there, so he's no longer yeah. Mamanga. Because. Now, was Ains al the name of the company that they were, or...? Yeah, like, that that was the name of the guild, and, the guild, also, yeah. and also the name of uh, the Scepter. The Scepter's that name, okay. So he just basically took on that name as, like, I'm Lord Ains, or Sir Ains. Yeah, because he's like, yeah. basically, the spirit of all my friends rests within me now, okay. so I will carry on their legacy. okay. So, but now he's taking on a new name because he displayed his power before as that character, and he as Ains Ungon. Yes, as Ains Ungon. Um, so now he's someone different to everybody with a face, apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah. So that I guess they don't know that he's that guy, but he doesn't want to attract attention to himself because he's already displayed his power. Yeah, he, he he wants Momon to be separate because he wants to be more of, like, intel gathering when he's in a Momon form. Yeah. 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 So he's kind of got a Bruce Wayne persona. A little bit. A little bit. He's just like Batman. <laughs> yep. Just, just like Batman. <laughs> Same character, pretty much. Yeah, Batman's like, you know what? I don't really feel like rescuing those people. <laughs> Oh, wait, my parents died. I guess I will. Oh, no. <laughs> Same character. Same character. So, yeah, so they kind of uh, join up with a crew to uh, protect uh, Inferia. And, yeah, that's kind of their mandate at the end of the episode. And then we kind of get to see that there's uh, some girl who kind of looks like she's up to no end, no good. At the end of the episode. Mm. We don't really uh, know what that's going on with that. I don't know who she is, but she seems like a varmint. Yeah. They gave her the common anime trope, red eyes. This girl could be evil kind of thing. Yep. I, yep. I mean, I thought she looked kind of nice, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, JC. JC oh, simping over the evil girl? What? <laughs> She's evil. What's red eyes say anything? What? You're right. You're right. Never judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I I have an open mind. He got red eyes, so. 
Exactly. He literally is a giant skull man. And is he evil? Maybe. We don't know. That is to be decided. I have a question to ask you all after episode seven. Remind me to ask it. Uh, Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much all I got for this episode. Let's move into Journey. All right, boys. Let's circle the wagons, continue on this fine journey. Hot point number one is, can we just take a second and talk about the music? Oh. Yep. Holy frick, the opening theme is a slap and a half. Yeah, it's really good. And the Holy ending music, great. too, when the episode's the, over. Oh, the ending is great, too. Really yeah. good. Like, like, the ending, the opening theme gets you so hyped. And, but it's like, it's kind of got this, like, moral ambiguity to it. Hmm. Where it's it's more about him, like, conquering. And, like, it literally ends with a visual of him planting the flag with all of his boys standing around him. Yep. Yeah. And you're like, oh, where are we going with this? I'm hyped to find out. And I love that the song starts hype. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. no build up. It just explodes every time they start playing. You're like, oh, let's go. It's some more Overlord. <laughs> yep. Um, and then the ending theme is great because uh, Albedo sings about Simpson. Yeah, that's pretty much it. And yeah. she drops an F bomb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean yeah honestly i mean thinking about the intro itself we didn't even mention at like episode two was it when uh he's flying in the sky and he's like uh, hmm, maybe i could just take over the world that sounds good to me uh, yeah. yeah he's like but i'm getting ahead of myself and i was like <laughs> all right <laughs> but, but then his guardians kind of take that and they're just they just run with it yeah they're just like that's what we're gonna do <laughs> Also, something we have yet to talk about is the fact that basically all of the people who have been traveling with him up to this point all view humans as like less than bugs. Oh yeah, oh true. yeah, yeah. Complete and you're like varmint, hmm. less than varmint. I was like, all right, like I don't understand where this is coming from, um, because these were NPCs. Like I feel like the only thing that would cause them maybe to feel this way is that they were written this way. Yeah. And that begs the question, were all of them written that way? True. No, no I don't feel like all of them were written that way. I feel like... Hmm. I feel like uh, Kokiris is probably not that way for some reason. Kokitis? Oh, Co- Kokitis, yes. Sorry. Man, we'll get these names some year. Kokitis and Savis, I think, I mean, are two I mean, Kokitis that... has been in one scene, so I, I, I give I grace for that one. Yeah. Savis, I feel like he might not... Ooh, however cold. he was letting however I mean, well oh, okay okay this could go towards yeah however <laughs> um <laughs> Sevis's arguments in that where he saw like um he was looking over the village as being attacked and then he saw that this was happening and then it didn't look like momonga didn't look like he was going to make any decision but Sevis is like what are we going to do about this Right. he's like what are we gonna do about this and then it literally stunned Bomongo's like oh shoot maybe i should do something about this right yeah, and then he, he saw his, a little seed. yeah then he saw his friend for a second and then we, we went to the flashback so so yeah i feel like uh Sebus, it probably uh, has a positive view of humanity 
Very astute of you, Joe. Thank you. I I have my moments. Yes. We'll have to see if that uh, bears out in the future. True. All right. So, uh, returning back to the adventure at hand. um, Well, this episode starts with uh, Albedo getting freaky in Ainz's bed with a body pillow. Yeah. JC, what did you think? <laughs> did we lose uh, JC? Oh no, JC's there. Yeah, I'm here. I, I, I. It, it was the thing that happened. I don't know if I had any particular thoughts. <laughs> no particular thoughts, JC. Uh, Come on, Josh. What did you think? Oh man, number one. Yeah, I was, I was caught off guard. I was like, whoa, <laughs> what in the world is this woman doing? Like, yeah, and, and she... but. But the way the conversation went, like she's like, I want, um, like I want my scent to be all over his room when he gets back. And then the way the conversation went is that I forgot the name of the demon that caught her. What was his name? Demiurge. Yes, but he he's the guardian of level eight, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, no, level seven. Level seven. Okay. Are we sure? Yeah, level seven. Because I remember, th- I remember that because. I remember, oh, seven's like the heavenly number, but he's the demonic he's a, character. He is a demon, yes. Oh. Um, all right, true. Okay, so um, the way the conversation went is that she was doing a little more than just, like, rubbing her body against the bed. And I was like, what? Like, whoa. And then she brings out the <laughs> life-size body pillow of freaking Mamanga, and it's like, oh of my gosh. Eins Ugon. And she said she had enough to last her about nine years. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, let's let's not rush over the, the fact that literally every time that she has a good idea and he gives her any sort of praise, she just throws herself at him. And just like or take, start shaking. Yeah, take me now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, calm down. No, you're just like, it's fine. Not right like, now. There are children present. Yeah, like yeah. we we are not doing this right now. Probably can't do this right now physically. <laughs> so uh it'd be like that. Sorry, my guy. It's just like it's just like uh, sorry, Alberto. Uh, I live in the bone zone. Not the not bone the fun bone. bone zone. The <laughs> I'm literally made out of bones. <laughs> I'm made out of bones. <laughs> you, do you all remember that? Uh, I I forget what fast food chicken it was, but it was a fast food chicken commercial where the guys like I ate the bones. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, it it was for like boneless chicken. I think oh. it was their first time having boneless chicken. So the guy like eats it, and he's like, "Oh no, I ate the bones!" That's and a... uh, and they're like, "Oh no, you didn't. That's just the new boneless chicken." That sounds like a KFC bit, probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. That's amazing. Mm, I love me some KFC sometimes, and it's just so random. But surprisingly, their chicken's actually not that good. They have better items, but anyways, this ain't <laughs> the food podcast. I can I can talk uh-uh. about food for hours though. Yes, you we could. Talked about, we talked about food a lot on Kid Possible, though. Oh, oh true. Man. 
the food rankings, which, oh man, that them, was fun. Them, them, them corn dogs though. <laughs> what was it? Papa Porters? Oh, uh, pop 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 porters. pops porters. Yeah, pop pops. many corn dogs. Oof. Yeah, but we digress. Alberto's a freak. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. Yep, that's about it. Sounds that's it up, about bro. right. Next top point is Narboro gets uh, shook pretty easily because she straight up almost kills a bunch of people like multiple times. Yes, every time. She's literally the Scott of this show <laughs> yeah. where she gets ed, um, like, you know, pushed a little bit. Her button gets pushed one second and she's ready to kill people. <laughs> and Ainz is like, just sit the flip down. Yeah, just sit <laughs> down. No. <laughs> um. Next top point, Ainz's double broadswords are sick as heck. I love me some double Woo! swords. Oh, love some double swords so much. Yep. And so cool. just like so cool. just like seeing him in his in his knight outfit and the cape flowing around while he's just chopping dudes, literally one shotting people. Yeah. With well, a class that he is not quote unquote good at. True. He's one shotting these ogres. So, but a cool, but uh, like for the previous NPCs, these ogres weren't something to just laugh about. So to Mm -hmm. them, this was absolutely insane. Yep. Yep. Uh, Let's see. Fast forwarding, they're all chilling around the fire, having some fun character building, team camaraderie, and uh, Ein is like, "What do I do?" I can't eat. I'm just bones. <laughs> and, uh, and then he quickly recovers and is like, oh, yeah, sorry. Me and Narborough have religious customs. <laughs> and they have to eat alone after killing people that same day. So nice thinking on your feet there, Ainz. Yeah. Um, so the Swords of Darkness Brigade, which is what they're called, are, uh, decent people. Pretty good. Yeah. There's some, there's some chill, fun people to hang out with, I feel like. Yeah, mm-hmm. really fun. Great adventure buddies, it seems like. Oh, yeah. You got the idiot, you got the, you got the cute little kid, you got the sagely, like, tree wizard, or I think he's like, he's what, like a monk or something? I don't know. Um, and then you have like basically like the main the main leader of them. Um, but Eins uh, loses his cool for the first time in this series Oof. when when the little kid starts like talking about like oh yeah like um, something something about um, we're. I, I forget how it starts, but Ainz gets mad because he's like, no, no one will ever replace my old friends. Yeah. And he displays some emotion. His emotions really? get in the best of him. Yeah, which is interesting to, like, parse out, like, he feels emotions, but, but it has no like empathy he... towards humans. Yeah, I think, I guess in my headcanon, it's more like, he feels emotions, but he doesn't have physiological responses to things. <laughs> which still doesn't make sense no it doesn't but it's anime logic so yeah 
<laughs> yeah, when 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 he would say that, he would say, "I I am undead, but I still feel emotions." I'm like, "What? <laughs> like how how is this working on? Okay, you feel emotions. Why don't you have feel any emotions towards any humans or anything like that?" Like he tries explaining it in his own head, like the whole thinking process and whatever, but I still don't know if it adds up completely. And I also feel like he doesn't know how it works at this yeah. point either. Yeah, that's true. They they do try to like throw us around like that, like, oh, he doesn't understand quite exactly how it's working. So like we're not gonna understand. And like, in the first episode when the first episode when he's like messing around with um Albedo, like literally an outside force like repress represses his like turned onness. Yeah. And you're like, what is going on there? Yeah, he gets too excited. All of a sudden, something happens. It's kind of wild. Mm-hmm. I didn't get it because honestly, it looked like a gaming orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's a lot of people having orgasms in this show. So yeah. Um. So next top point, uh, this little potion kid named Inferior Baliar. Has a crush, and it's kind of a cute little moment uh, to see like all the band of merry heroes cheering him on, like, "Oh, you, you can do this! You got this!" Um, makes them even more cute. Um, very wholesome moment. Yeah, very wholesome. They're just wholesome, sweet people. Yep. Um, and then the episode ends where we get to see the stabby lady again. Do we learn her name is Clementine? Yeah. yeah she, seems, she seems fun. She, she she has that same energy, extremely mysterious, but you know she's strong as mess. Like, you yep. just know it. The way that she casually walks into any situation. She, mm-hmm. like, like Bert, both, both her and Albedo, like, they give such as-death energy where it's just like, you know that this girl, it, this woman's just powerful as mess. Because like, yep, yeah, just yeah. looking at her. And yeah, uh, Clementine though. I mean, that's a pretty nice name. I think she's pretty nice. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's closer to Saryu though. You know, like. Ubiquitous. Oh no! Gosh. Oh man. Maybe I she's closer to Saryu ubiquitous. To be honest. That means that means she's your type, Josh. Uh, <laughs> take those words out of your mouth. <laughs> I mean, I mean, Sarah, you believed in her cause. Josh, yeah. you can't, you can't tell me that when Sarah, you first came on the show and she was all chill and cool, you were like, oh yeah, this is my time. Oh place. yeah, it was great. She seemed honorable. <laughs> she seemed like she had a goal, missions in her life, and that she was really she pursuing seemed, them. She seemed fun. The whole deal. It was great when Tatsumi met her. Yep. I but mean. Then it went all down. Same person. Hill. Same person. No, yeah, I you're mean, right. Same I mean, she you type. No, Sarah, no. you Sarah, you was uh, pretty wholesome. Yes, very wholesome. She was consistently. Okay, yep, no, absolutely. No, no, okay, <laughs> you've lost me there. <laughs> she is one of the most conniving. Just like, oh man, she. I mean, she's literally putting anything down on the line for her cause. I mean, she has some of the like strong i mean she just lay her life down for her cause completely she sacrificed her entire body like it was literally like enhanced in parts and all that stuff 
I mean, Pretty a hopeful. lot of a lot of cyberpunk ed- edge runner vibes there, like just completely sacrificing the body. Yeah. But where were we going? Some 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 would say Shell had it coming. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Dang. Anyway, moving Dang. right along. Team <laughs> Seryu. Um, Team Seryu. We don't we don't get into very many uh, Akame got killed diatribes. I appreciated that. No, no, yeah. we don't. No, we don't. Because we were in lockstep most of the way of that show. Pretty much. Um, all right, let's talk about the wise king of the forest. Um, oh, so the episode starts with uh, the little kid apologizes to Ainz. That's cute. Yeah. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And then finds um, a little mission for him to do to atone for it. That was so. That was so nice of Ainz. Yeah. Um. Uh, so we meet the other girl who was about to be killed at the beginning of the series. Uh, her name's Henri, and, mm-hmm. uh, she has goblin buds now. She blew that little horn that Heinz gave her. And, um, side note, Heinz totally let her parents die. Yeah, that that's what that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like literally having this quote unquote like just revelation going on as they're being slaughtered right there. But he still chose not to resurrect them. Yeah, he did. Not to do anything about them. Yep. Because at that moment, I guess he just didn't want to make too big of a footprint. But when he got there, he's like, let everybody know who I am. So didn't make any sense. But he thought he thought they would be easier to control. Yes. Well, yeah. He th- he. That's true. But all he needs to do is like, if he resurrected them, he's just like resurrect them, then like tell them all is for financial gain, and he's good. I don't know, man. I just don't think he cared enough. No, he didn't care enough. That's my problem with this character. <laughs> Like we makes he's, him a little more complicated. Yes, he is more com. There, there are just things that like. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we go back to the episode, and Inferia is trying to get out of the friend zone. We all been there. Yeah. Um, but in the midst of stumbling around trying to ask uh, Henri out, um, he figures out who Momon is. Eins will go. Wasn't yeah. expecting it to happen that fast. I wasn't either, but I think it puts Inferia on a little higher of a, just a, yeah. you know, makes him a little more interesting. As soon as he gets a friggin' haircut, I agree. Yeah, so this is, Inferia is just a, just an emo boy. I mean, that's what it is. <laughs> Uh, boy, you can't see. Yeah, he just yeah. an emo boy. He got his insecurities. Like I'm just waiting for him to like just break down and some, just cry his eyeballs out for a little bit. You know something. Sing some Lincoln Park. Yeah, exactly. You know he got so far, but in the end, she got with I, Sir Irons. <laughs> <laughs> she got with Momon. Oh no. Oh. I mean, that was his fear, right? That was his whole yep. thing. <laughs> yep. So, um, Aura makes an appearance in the forest. Uh, she is the one little floor guardian 
who is a girl cross-dressing as a boy. Yep. Yeah. Forget what the other one's name is. But we'll get there at some point. Yeah, honestly, you just need to, like, break out all the names of the Guardians. Yeah. Well, let, let, let's review Let's review what we know. We got Ainz Wugone. Yes. At yep. the top. We got El- Albedo. Yes. Yep. Um, she does have wings on her butt. Yes. And uh, we got Shaltir. Yes. Shaltir Bloodfallen. Which is a is vampire. Which is yep. really cool to see. I kind of looking forward to maybe seeing more vampires in the future. That'd be pretty Big cool. old vamp. Yes. We have uh, we have Sebus the butler. Yes. We have yep. of course all of the maids. One of which we know her name is Narborough. Mm-hmm. Um, or we have Nabe for short. Nabe for short. We have Kokaitis, the mm-hmm. big old bug warrior man who seems pretty chill. Yes. Uh, we have Demiurge, the demon, who also seems to be like really good at like managerial tasks. Yes, he might be my favorite demon right now. Ooh, uh, your favorite floor guardian? Yes, that's what I meant. Yeah, floor guardian, but yeah, he's a demon. But yeah, okay. he might be my okay. favorite. Like, I just see something about him. I mean, yeah. he guards, doesn't he guard like the most important floor? I, there was just something about him. I don't. Know. I don't know. Yeah. I like him a lot. I get... He seems very. He seems very effective. He does. He feel. I like when we. If we ever. I mean, we're gonna see him fight. We gotta see him fight. But when we see it, he's gonna be using crazy intense strategy, and it's gonna be extremely entertaining. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. Then we, then we have Aura and uh, what's the other one's name? Man, it's something. All right, I'm gonna look this up. So you know when you know when Demiurge flew and he kind of took on his his demonic personality or yeah. look. Yeah, kind of reminded me a little bit of like uh, Hunson Abadir. Ooh, yep, that's a good point. That's a good comparison. Yeah, I really like that a lot. You know who I'm talking about, Josh? Is that an Adventure Time character? Yeah, Marcy's dad. Yes, yes, that's exactly who I was thinking of. I just didn't remember his name. Okay, thank you. Yes. Yeah. I was literally thinking. I was like, "That's like Marcy's dad." Um, yeah. But I didn't remember his actual name. Thank mm-hmm. you. Oh, yeah. The so. other the other character's name is Mare. Mare. Yes. Yes. Aura so, and, Aura Mare. and Mare. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. All like when we were introduced to all of these guardians, it basically puts at question the creator of all of them. There, he was basically like, "What were they thinking?" Like, mm-hmm. it's it's really cool that they're self aware that they were created characters. Yeah, that's cool. That's helpful. So, JC, who is your favorite floor guardian up to this point? Ooh. I mean, I want to see a lot more from. Uh... The night bug whose name was just oh, said. Kokaitis. Yeah. He he has a really cool design. But I think that Demiurge is probably my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Alright, up to up to this point, my favorite is Albedo. Oh gosh. <laughs> of course. You know what? You know what? She she has some interesting ideas. <laughs> She's interesting for sure. And also, she gets the most screen time at this point. That's true. So. Yeah, she she does. She does. But yeah, Demiurge, for some reason... Demiurge does seem like a JC character through and through. Yeah. Um, He's got that vibe. I like but I like him a lot, too. I think nice. he's really cool. 
All right, so um, then uh, Eins goes into the forest, and he's like, I'm going to find me this king of the forest. I'm going to kill it because uh, I'm Eins go. Yeah. Uh, he looks up, and he says, the hell? <laughs> and I love, I love when he says regular human things in his Eins voice. Yeah. It's so good. Or, or like when he realizes that the king of the forest is a friggin' hamster, a and he's like, Dungarian hamster, whatever. And he's like, "Why is king my bony butt? This is embarrassing." Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but that joke works because the rest of the people in this world think that the wise king is super intimidating. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I thought it was really weird, though, the voice of the hamster, how it was, like, multiple voices at once. Yeah. Don't know why that was going on. It literally was just a giant hamster with a strong tail. Little demonic. Yeah. I get, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um, um, wait, were they suggesting that he was bigger than the regular species of, of hamsters that he that yeah. he's used to seeing? Like, this is... A Dungarian hum- hamster, but way too big. Mm-hmm. Okay, so just somehow this hamster got huge. Yeah, because the implication okay. is that this this creature is from Yggdrasil. Yeah, yeah. And he's seen one just like it, but it was not like that size. Closer to hamster size. Yes. So he will not be able to repopulate as he so wished. Poor right. guy. Yeah. In so, fear of uh, killing the other <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's how that works. Kids, if, if you're listening right now to this very adult-oriented podcast about this adult-oriented show, go up to your parents, ask them where babies come from. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. We need to, like, somehow just, like, have this as like a separate just separate show that we're doing and just put explicit on it like (laughs) (laughs) my gosh yikes so the last point I have is um Eins takes the hamster into the town to get him like identified and be like oh yeah I get credit for this and he's like, yeah, I'll catch up with you Adventure Bros later. The Adventure Bros go back to Inferior's place. And the stabby lady Clementine is there to meet them. Uh-oh. That's how this batch ends. And the town was really quiet. And they didn't really see anybody. And I wouldn't be surprised if she just randomly killed them all for fun. Uh-oh. Yeah, she definitely killed some people at some point. Absolutely. I think I think like the last episode she killed a bunch of people. Alright, can we uh, backtrack to her like uh th- when this guy talks about her that she was the eighth like black scripture. Which yeah. is different from the holy scriptures. Yes. They seem like bad people, right? They, so so are they it was, all slain theocracy? But it was really interesting the way that he talked about her because because not only like it almost seemed that she was even more evil, like the way he was talking about more evil than the black scripture people even were. Yeah, like she she was too deranged even for like these evil, like basically satanic cultists. Yeah, yeah, for real. 
Uh, that's really interesting. Definitely adds some mystery to her character. Mm-hmm. Uh, how evil is this girl, and how unstable is she, for sure? She does like killing. She did say that. But yeah, that's uh, that's how the batch ended. There's a lot of questions. Yeah, ton of questions. It um. I don't know about you guys, but it, it all still kind of felt like a slow burn. Um, up to there were some there were some fun parts though. Still getting the lay of the land. We had some good action scenes, some things that were happening. The wise king of the forest turned out to be a bust, which was supposed to be this funny bit within it. Um, a little annoying though. I wanted to see him display his power more so. Who lines? Yes. Yeah. Um, um, I wholeheartedly agree with you about this feeling slow. It yes. definitely felt slow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very, very slow. But I still was interested throughout the entire yeah. time of where it could go and w- what's happening. Um, but Clementine is definitely something that could pick up the pace. And based on the end of this episode, I think that might happen. Hope so. Yeah. Um. So I have a question for you all. Okay. Um, and uh, this is something I'm going to try to remember to ask after every batch. Um, what is, uh, what's the shadiness level of, uh, of Ainz right now? How oh, shady what? is Ainz Ulgone? Well, I feel like you? this has kind of come up in conversation a few times. Just kind of. So I would like you all to rate it on a scale of 1 to 10. How shady is Ainz Ulgone? I mean, for me personally, maybe like a 5.5 right now. Mm-hmm. Not very shady. Like, he's not super shady, but like... He's not completely uh, not shady. Yeah, I, I'd say that it's more likely that he would be drawn toward shadiness and or slightly more likely he would be a shady character than a not shady character. Yes, mm. he does. He does slightly lean that way. It's like he treats all the characters with like a complete, really nice, and all this kind dignity. of stuff. Dignity shows like, eh, but they're NPCs, so someone of his caliber giving him any sort of attention, they're gonna love it anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like they're all fawning over him because of how powerful he is. Um, but he, um, but yeah, so he treats them all with all with dignity and stuff like that. Every single person he encounters, but he definitely has his motives. Like, like there, like some definitely has ulterior motives with everything that he's doing. I feel like some yeah. of them haven't been displayed. Some of them have, uh, but yeah, he slightly leans more shady than not. But I'm with JC, like five point five or six. Okay, nice. And we we know that he has a bit of a. Uh, an ability to explode. Yes, yes, he's yeah, going his way. Yes, when yeah, things don't go his way. Honestly, if like um when uh when Nabe when she was about to like go at them or whatever, but like because of a reaction or what. If there was if someone else wasn't reacting to what was happening or around him as that was happening, I feel like he would react and maybe do something that's just like a little unstable. Um, but since he has to hold the uh, like the people he brings accountable, it keeps him accountable. Keeps him in check. Correct. 
very interesting analysis. Yeah, so that's about it. I think we can now... Does anybody have anything else to say about these episodes? Let's rank them. Let's rank Let's these episodes. <sighs> oh, man, this is something. I think Josh should go first. Oh, shoot. Because I know he's ready. <laughs> Josh is always ready. I, I, I know my number one. <laughs> Me too. I, I know my number one. Will our number ones be the same? I think so. I think I think all three of our number ones are going to be the same. Oh. Although, sometimes first batches can be a little weird with the rankings. They can be. I will yeah. say that towards the bottom of my list, I don't feel very strongly about it at all. Yeah, I, I don't feel like there, there weren't any standout bad episodes. No, there weren't. Now, obviously, there weren't, like, the highest of highs. Yeah. Yet. Yet. I feel like mo I feel like all the episodes were around a seven or an eight. Yeah. Mm. That's that's a pretty good place for him. Do you want me to go ahead and just name my list? Yeah, let's hear it. Do it. Okay. So, starting at the very bottom, I went ahead and put two venturers there. Mmm. It was kind of a transition episode where we were getting away, you know coming off of a really hype fight, moving into a new territory, and it was a little bit slower than some of the others, in my opinion. So I put it down there at the mm -hmm. bottom. Mm -hmm. Another one that kind of seemed slow to me was Wise King of the Forest, coming at number six. Okay. Then we got... The episode. Yeah, kind of. Then we got Floor Guardians. A lot of exposition there. It was good, mm -hmm. but there are better things. Then at number four, I put End and Beginning. Also, a lot of exposition, but still good. Number three, I put Battle at Karn Village. Number two, I put Journey. Some sick fights with those swords. Yes. And the number one ruler of death. Because Very solid list, JC. Good stuff. Thank you. We're not too far off. I'll go ahead and read mine next. Nice. At the bottom, I have End and Beginning. Oh, okay. Um, that's definitely the one we differed mo the most on, but like, I, it was definitely the slimmest episode, because like, literally the only characters we saw, or like, got, spent any level of time with were Ainz and Alberto. Yeah. Nobody yeah. else really said much. True. Um, above that, Wise King of the Forest. Nice. Then Floor Guardians. Hmm. Two Ventures coming in at number four. Mm -hmm. I liked I liked all the group dynamics in that episode, I think. I think that's why it's higher. I see. Um, Journey coming in at number three. Some fun chopping it up. Mm-hmm. Um, Battle at Karn Village, just because we get to see the first taste of Ainz's power in the real world. Mm -hmm. And then Ruler of Death, number one. Mm -hmm. Nice. So I do have my list, boys. Okay. Right. So I do have actually Wise King of the Forest at the bottom. I almost did. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I I felt like I feel like it was definitely slow, and there were some. It was good, but there were some disappointing aspects of it that I was just like, hmm, this could. Yeah, have honestly, been. the Wise King of the Forest being like a joke character, you're like, oh, okay, 
yeah, that was extremely disappointing to me. I was like, why? Why? Yeah, it was a weird note to end on. Yes, and the, I mean the Clementine thing at the end was like very interesting, but I mean that doesn't account yeah. for the rest of the episode. Nope. Mm-hmm. I have two venturers actually at number six. Floor Guardians at number five. We all had that at the same spot. Yes. Journey at number four, though. Oh, and okay. then this is actually a lot higher. End and beginning at number three. Uh, yeah. Mainly because it was building all of the things, and I was just really interested in everything that was going on. I had so many questions, all the things like this guy literally just lives in an MMORPG now. The world of Idrisil, just tons of questions. Yeah, I really actually kind of liked it a lot. Um, and then the battle at Carne Village or Carn Village at two, and Ruler of Death at one. I knew we would have all the same one. That would, I mean, that was Let's obvious. <laughs> yeah, Ruler I mean, of Death was, was the obvious one. That was the highlight yeah. moment because, like, yes. that's when he like he didn't he didn't even really take the gloves off. He was just like, yeah, like I, I guess I'll fight you guys. Yeah, we got to see his power. We got to see freaking, um, wow, which is it? The generals, our Sir Gazaf Stronoff used, like, his fighting. There was ton- there was action. It was, it there was actually some emotion in this scene. Like, it was great. Yep. In this, in this episode. So, yeah. Good stuff all around. Is it time to draft? Oh, man. All right, I can I can read these episodes here. I believe I am choosing second this time. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not choosing first. Yeah, I was just. And first. that makes me first. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so starting at episode eight, Twin Swords of Slashing Death. I oh. want it. I want it. <laughs> Uh, JC and his swords. Number two, the Dark Warrior. True Vampire. Confusion and Understanding. Second to last episode, the Bloody Valkyrie. And the last episode, player versus non-player character. Some spicy titles, my dudes. Yep. I think I will be choosing the Dark Warrior. Dang, come it, Curtis! You be- oh. okay. <laughs> it was either right. that or take JC's episode. Uh, you could have taken JC's episode. I appreciate you, Curtis. <laughs> You're very welcome, my boy. Well, you know what I want, so, Josh? <sighs> <sighs> okay, well, since, uh, since I do, like, well, I... S- I said I would like to see more. No, I'm I'm gonna do the bloody Valkyrie actually. Nice. Yep, the bloody Valkyrie. All right, I guess that makes it my turn. I will be taking True Vampire. That was going to be it, um, but yeah, okay. So wait, what is left? Uh, confusion and understanding and a player versus non-player character. Oh, yeah. I want player versus non-player. Okay, of course. Uh, Ooh, the season finale. JC yep. lacking his finale. Okay, yeah. So that leaves confusion and understanding for me. Moi. 
All right. I will draft up a text for that. Appreciate that immensely. All right. Well, man, that's a, that's a good list of episodes. Those are strong <laughs> titles. Yeah, we're gonna see. We, you know, we were we were hinted at a little bit that these next bit of episodes might pick up pace a little bit. We're gonna see how yeah. that goes down because this is the Court of Capes where your favorite judges discuss, rate, and rank hero content, live action, animation, and anime. We are found on Spotify. Google Podcasts, Anchor Podcasts. You can look at all of our episodes. We've discussed so many different things ranging from MCU, DC, previous shows. And we just review each and every show on a batch level, going in depth on characters, story arcs, all of those things, giving our opinions on what's good content, what's bad content. We do it so you don't have to. JC. Yes. So far, from mm -hmm. what you've experienced in this show, give me a rating. Ooh. Out of 10. Whoa. I think that this show is sitting at like a 7.2. Ooh. Okay. Curtis. It's better, it's better than a seven, but it's right around that area. All right. Curious. Uh, I'd hit that with a good 7.5. Ah. Nice. Yeah, I'm around, I'm around the exact same place that you guys are. Yep. But there's a lot of mystery. It's going to pick up the pace. Oh, yeah. I have a feeling that this is going to bump up to an eight by the end of the season. Oh, yeah. For sure. It has a ton of potential. Yes, an absolute ton of potential. And I like that we can see that now. It's great. It's a fun journey so far, and I'm glad I'm on it. Well, with all that said, it's been real. It's been fun. It's been magical. Ooh. Peace out. <laughs>